All right, we here for uh, we back, man. Episode three of the Mad Manager Show. Uh, I'm here with my boy, my partner in crime, Denny Den. What up? What up? Escrow behind the gun, LJ on the boards. Got the whole squad in here. Denny, how you feeling about life, man? A lot of stuff going on. So I'm good. Life's been good. Life's good. Yeah. <clears throat> what you excited I- about these days? <laughs> Sports. Basketball is about to come. Is it? Another month? Well, I know. Yeah, no, they, they're not debating about it now. They're all in Florida. Well, we got people who, who tapped out and said they're not going to play. And then they tapped back in. It's almost like, <laughs> what are we about to talk about today? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they, they want to fight it, but, you know, they're athletes by heart. They got to do it, just like entertainers. So how do you feel about the athletes who are saying that, hey, stuff's going on in the world that's more important than our sport? We want our people to be free and to not be living under this kind of oppression and, and, and police brutality state. Well, how do you feel about them saying that, hey, we don't want to play? Saying that, I'm, I'm okay with that. If that's how you feel, you shouldn't play. I think there is a service they provide for people as we've going down this path mm-hmm. of recovery. Mm-hmm. And they're part of that. You know, you can kind of throw your frustrations and stuff, at least for a couple of hours, through your sports team. And we, I think we... Notice that more over time, you know, though these four or five months of that thing, a lot of that wrapped up energy, you know, sports was kind of helping us with that, you know, to get through the next day, you know, win or lose, but still it just kind of, you know, deferred you from being at the house, just thinking about what's going on. Mm. So I think them coming back kind of helps that, Yeah. you know, so they, they like soldiers, you know, they, your soldiers out there and we know where politically a lot of them stand, you know, they make it clear. Right. And so I think that's okay. I think it's okay for them. Just like an entertainer, you know, sometimes you want to have somebody come and sing, even if it's you know, some revolutionary song, you know, you want Beyonce to be out there. You know, it kind of soothes you to know there's some kind of normal. That's a, you it's know. a release a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think anything, but I think if you really feel like, you know, it's like it's bumming you out to play, yeah. then don't play, you know. No, you're right. I, you know, I got to salute Dwight Howard, man. He was a guy... I got to be honest, I was surprised when I read his statement because I never really known him to be vocal about black issues. Yeah. But he came out and unapologetically was like, look, my people are not free. I don't think we need to be playing. I said, hey, man. You know, and it made me think, man, you know, we got to have patience sometimes with our people because not everybody starts at the same place. Exactly. You know, so. Um, and I going in, that's what I was saying, and coming back. You know, I think some are ready to come back. Yeah. You know, and then and 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 I think they get the part of what I was saying is that hey, we do provide a service of releasement for these people. You know, they can't go into the bars or at least some of them. You know, <laughs> and, yeah. and so at least they at home can for a couple of hours take their mind off of what's going on, and then you can get back at it. Right. You know, it's, it doesn't mean like the sports playing that you can't be protesting or standing for them. Do you, you think know? that it can serve as a distraction from what's been going on instead of a release? Yeah. No. I mean, I don't think it was... Again, it's two hours, you know? I mean, I guess your team is two hours, you know? I guess if you're watching every game and you're gambling and all the rest of it, it could be sort of a distraction. But again, if you... There was other things that could have been distracting people in the last month or so, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, they were out there. Right. You know? Music was being released. Right, right. No, that's I'm sure one. you was going to talk about a few of those. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah we're definitely going to get to it, man. Um, you know, one thing that I wanted to... The, the last episode, we left off talking about some of the 
steps that some people in the music business, for better or worse, have been trying to take towards activism and, and, and causing and inspiring change in the business. And, you know, there's still this grumbling, rumbling, whatever you want to call it, from the powers that be. There's a lot of people who are these hidden figures in the business who still, you know, they carry those prejudices that they have against black society into work every day. And one example that we have of that is uh, Digital Music News. Digital Music News is an outlet. It's, it's for all intents and purposes, it's a trade publication. So just like people who read Variety are in the entertainment business to one degree or another, people who read digital music news are in the music business or aspiring to be in the business. But the majority of them are in the business because all the news pertains to things that are happening in the business, and you're not going to really care about it unless you work in the business. So I found an article on digital music news, which is in digital music news is a solid outlet. I read it all the time. Um, this article was basically about a 1,000 black artists, um, and the, the name of the coalition is Black Artists for Freedom, right? And they basically created another demand, uh, not my favorite kind because it had no teeth in it again, but they had this list of demands that they wanted to push to the music business to see change throughout entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's all fine and good. I think somebody put this the right way. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of the ways that people do things because I think that it's ineffective if you don't have consequences for not meeting the demands. But when somebody gets on the side of fighting for your people, I think that you got to stop battling them a little bit. So I'm going to try to do a better job of that. So I saw this. I didn't like what I read particularly, but I understand that we're all pushing towards the same goal, so whatever. But then I scrolled down to the comments. And this is what kind of disturbed me a little bit. I'm not surprised. But remember, the people who read this publication work in the music business. All right. Comment number one from Restless94110. Message to the black artists for freedom. Racial injustice ended 40 or 50 years ago. Did you not get the memo? Stop whining about nothing. K. Okay. Well, you never know who's making those comments too, right? <laughs> Here's another one. Like, do you think that was somebody... This guy calls himself his himself Joe Ku Klux Klan Biden. Blacks are worthless scums and criminals. The world would be a much better place without them. Why did you even read that? <laughs> I, you know, I I had to because the connection here is that yes, we're dealing with a nameless, faceless person who's leaving comments. Right. But they're leaving comments on basically a trade publication that specializes in the music business. The common person does not know of digital music news, nor do they read it. This is right. for people who work in our line of work. So we have people who work in our line of work, which we've already known, right? but who harbor these types of feelings. So you run across them, you, you, run, you bump into them, you work at a record label, you go in to get something to drink in the coffee room, whatever. You bump into this guy, hey, hey, Danny, how you doing this morning? Oh, I'm right. doing all right, how are you? And then he goes back to his computer right, and types right, something this like comment, this. Right. Right? And to stir up something. To stir up something and to get off what he's already feeling, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, when we say that black people have a, tr a, a, they have trouble a lot of times when they're unapologetic about moving up the food chain within the music business, whether corporate or not, these are the people that we're talking about that a lot of times are in the way. Yeah. 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 There's trolls everywhere. I, I, just thinking about what he just wrote, though. That sounds like 
I don't know if it's real. You know, it does, it, it's like it's like I want to troll the troll. So it is some realism to it, obviously. It's like because they did do it and they did do it on this uh, on this um, literature that was out. But is it somebody just trying to troll, or that's all they really feeling? Well, if you if whenever um, they they post articles on digital music news about black related issues. There's always some white people in the comments, or some. I'm not even going to say. Yeah, because that's what I was be getting at. Others. Yeah, others that are in the comments that are like, "Why are we talking about this? Black people are already free. They're just complaining about nothing. Yada right. yada. You know. Right. So, I, I noticed it. You know, over a year ago, and it to me it wasn't surprising because could I'm it pretty, be an outsider though? No, nah, not likely. Because, again, it's like variety, right? Like, mm-hmm. who reads variety who doesn't work in entertainment, right? right? So, right. or who reads... I mean, even the common people really don't even read Billboard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they work but in you the know, business. like, paid trolls work in the music business. They work in the film business. But they they side gig is to go on and all these, you know, Billboard and all this. And like you say, say make comments like that. Right. You know, cause they, and call radio stations with lame-ass shit to say. So... It just felt like that because it was so. It's not like that's not even like heartfelt. That felt like you you cut and paste that from some other situation, you know, and keep using it. Like I'm sure if we keep looking, you probably see the exact phrase somewhere else. Maybe, yeah, you you might be right. You know, and which I was trying to lead to is that then you don't know if that's others, whites, or whoever. It's just somebody that wants to stir up something because they think it's cool or they're getting paid for it or whatever. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, again, I think it kind of goes hand in hand with some of the hypocrisy that exists, like I said, within entertainment, period. The first one felt real. That second one felt this. Well, I mean, it's, I, if I had to ask, like, who wrote it, it's probably a guy who's, like, a little older because it, it felt mm-hmm. like yeah, exactly. some of that... In the old yeah. 90s stereotype stuff that was going on. But, yeah, I mean, you know, but, again, you know, the music business, they, uh, in entertainment, they are, they're all trying to look like the good guys right now, but it's hard because they're doing a lot of things that don't fall in line with that because, you know, Howard Stern got popped recently because they found some blackface videos of him and him using the N-word, and, you know, it's stuff that you're supposed to get fired for. You know, you're not supposed to continue to get contracts renewed when we know that this is the type of stuff that you do old or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sirius, the head of Sirius was like, hey, long as Howard wants to work here, I want him here. And they're paying $80 million a year to have his show. So, you know, it, it just goes to show you... take money back. I mean, hey, man, and, and it just goes to show you for the people who don't understand, who think, oh, well, look at all these people care about us now. You gotta wake up, man. They don't care about you. They care about the bottom line. And you're not his listener base, so they don't really care about offending you at this point no no not at all same goes for kind of with with joe rogan you know spotify just kicked out over 100 million dollars to acquire his podcast and uh over 100 million dollars while still not paying artists fairly which is interesting but they spent 100 mil to get joe rogan he recently said some 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 slick things about black lives matter uh black lives matter black lives matter is just cold cold word for black people, basically. So mm-hmm. when he said, oh, Black Lives Matter is fighting this invisible boogeyman, what he means is that black people are fighting an invisible boogeyman, which is clearly not yeah. accurate. Got like eight videos this week that show that. But, um, you know, here he is on on Spotify, man, you know, getting $100 million. I mean, if you really stand with black artists, why are you supporting people who 
make comments like that. And wasn't they about two years ago taking off artists like R. Kelly and a few others for... They sure were. For just... I mean, if you said anything remotely sideways, it was like, oh, you got to come off. Yeah. Uh, didn't they pull him for a minute? And yeah, they, they pulled him. Up? Yeah, they pulled him, and then they got the pressure and had to pull him back. Mm. So, you know. <laughs> now, that's interesting because I wasn't even thinking about it, but it kind of leads me to our next point. Uh-oh. Which is everybody's favorite person, Takashi 69. Uh-oh. Now, uh, the flame's about to go up. Takashi 69 and Nicki Minaj have released a record called Trolls, appropriately titled, <laughs> and it was, it's gone number one. And this is Nicki Minaj's second number one of her career. She's been around how long now? 15, 15 years. 15 years. Damn, yeah. time flies. 15 years Nicki Minaj has been around. She's never had a number one. Uh, prior to, yeah, Hot, Hot 100 number one prior to her record with another controversial artist, Doja Cat, who was recently popped for being in alt-right chat rooms hanging out with a bunch of racists. And it's crazy how her number, her first two number ones came through working with artists who are not friends to black society. But I guess that's a second separate conversation. And what's also interesting is that Takashi 69, while everybody rushed out to condemn R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and others quickly, uh, rightfully probably in some cases, not yeah. in others, Takashi 69 has not seemed to have received the same level of scrutiny from labels or well, DSPs or uh, fans. Or fans, for that matter. Uh, and speaking of which, you know, um, DJ Booth wrote a very insightful article on uh, Nikki and Takashi and this record. And I want to read the article because oh, I yeah. think that he, the he, he kind of the author kind of went in a little bit, in. and I got I got to <laughs> shout him out. Um, the author is Andre G, man. And Andre, you did your thing on this article, man, so I want to read it on air. So um, it starts off by saying, Takashi 69 and Nicki Minaj's Trolls went number one on Billboard this week. The infamous duo displays noteworthy chemistry on the record, but they also had a few other things working in their favor. Numerous signed merch bundles, four different versions of the song, two diehard stand bases who incessantly streamed it and possibly fake YouTube streams. 6ix9ine, his co-star, and his record label 10K Projects pulled out all of the stops to get the 808-driven record to the top of the Hot 100 chart. Trolls follow Say So, Nicki's May collaboration with Doja Cat, which earned the veteran star the, the second the second number one single of her career. Nicki is now the first woman rapper of the 21st century to debut at number one. To recap, Nicki Minaj went her entire career roughly 15 years without topping the Hot 100 chart once and then did it twice within two months, but at what cost? Both Nicki Minaj and 6ix9ine have framed their number one record as an, as an incredible achievement. 
but it's actually a collective failure that demonstrates the amorality of capitalism. Two weeks ago, the music business industry staged a blackout in solidarity with black people, protesting police brutality and systematic inequality. But now a label run by Elliot Grange, son of Universal Music CEO Lucian Grange, is capitalizing off of an artist who fed the disproportionately black prison industrial complex and jokes about it. The recording industry is predicated on making shrewd ploys to top the hot 100, but this instance has a particularly rancid stench. 10K Projects and 6 9 wanted a number one record. Nicki Minaj knew her presence could help him achieve that goal. The Barbs, Nicki Minaj's infamous fan base, relentlessly ran up the numbers and purchased the bundles for no other reason than Trolls is a Nicki Minaj product. This be behavior, which is not new, further highlights how stan culture is materialism. Despite 6 9s numerous abuses to so many people, consumerism apparently makes him too lucrative not to invest in. In October 2019, 10K Projects re-signed 6 9 to a record deal reportedly worth more than $10 million. At the time, 6 9 was incarcerated for numer numerous charges stemming from a federal RICO case against members of the Nine Trey Blood Street Gang. He was given a light two-year jail sentence in December 2019 because of his considerable cooperation. That same month, Range told Variety he re-signed the artist because Takashi knows how to get under people's skin and that he is an addictive, charismatic human being. The statement reflects Grange's lack of empathy for all of the people 6ix9ine has made suffer. 6ix9ine's ex-girlfriend, Sarah Molina, has accused him of repeated abuse. He was charged with the use of a child in a sexual performance after fondling a 13-year-old black girl in 2015. He put a 20K hit on Chief Keefe after an online war of words, then snitched on Brooklyn rapper Kuda B., for the crime. His former friend, Billy Adu, alleges that when 6ix9ine gave out his address in a threat for people to test his gangster, his mother was living at the house. No one is exempt from his wrath. Still, Grange surmised to Variety, I'm not giving 6ix9ine a second chance, just an opportunity. The rest is up to him. Most artists would die to have this kind of opportunity. 6ix9ine's Gooba was promoted with, massive, with a massive billboard in New York's Times Square, and music manager Scooter Braun alluded to paid views for the Gooba video, noting that YouTube investigated a video the week of Gooba's release that had six times the amount of paid bot activity than normal, than the normal video. <laughs> that video was not ours. 6ix9ine asserts that Trolls broke the YouTube record for debut hip-hop video with 46 million views in 24 hours. But YouTube clarified the number is actually 32.5 million. Views... Oh, I'm sorry, 32.5 million views. And also told Forbes, we are no longer counting paid advertising views on YouTube in the, music, in the YouTube music charts calculation. 
Artists will now be ranked based on view counts from organic plays. It certainly appears 6ix9ine has been afforded the kind of extreme marketing reserved for top-tier artists, but even so, he still had previously failed to earn a number one record. That's where Nicki comes in. The two previously collaborated on Fifi, a syrupy 2018 record 6ix9ine admitted he put little effort into. But he isn't in the game to be a revered artist. He is in it for the stats. Nicki, Minaj, Nicki Minaj's work garners numbers not just because of a charismatic mic presence that far outshines 6ix9ine, but because of a fan base that supports her every move. The Barbs worked on one accord to purchase autographed Trolls merch bundles in all four versions of the record, which were available at a discounted cost of 69 cents. One of her fans tweeted, this is our number one, y'all. We did this together again. They even had Trolls parties, tweeting variants of one account's demands to stream Trolls only for Nicki so she can debut at number one and be the first female rapper to do so since Lauryn Hill. But is that, but is that distinction worth being associated with 6ix9ine to achieve? There's no such thing as only supporting Nicki on a collaboration that will also help 6ix9ine's career. Nicki Minaj's fans' laser-focused desire to run up the numbers exemplifies the inhumanity of stan culture. American consumerism conditions us to, to pursue products to fill holes we have trouble plugging internally. Corporations like labels, fashion brands, and media outlets co-mingle to prey on that urge. Through headlines and billboards, these corporations make our faves larger-than-life products and capitalize on our desire to invest in ideas bigger than ourselves. In the case of the Barbs, it's the idea of helping Nicki Minaj maintain supremacy. Her success fulfills their sense of self-worth, which means no more to them than whoever the victims of 6ix9ine's actions are. But in that devotion to self-worth through Nicki, they've not just betrayed their morality— but made her a sentient logo, absolving their favorite artists of the human need for a moral compass. That's how we get collaborations like Trolls without anyone calling foul. Until we dismantle capitalism, the music industry will continue to promote reprehensible acts in the name of a dollar. Artists will continue to sacrifice their integrity for a check, and fans will continue to patronize out of blind allegiance. 6ix9ine doesn't care about any of this. He soon will be gloating on an Instagram live session that clogs your social feed. His accolades aren't a result of love or even musical enjoyment. They're a cold machination of capitalism. That's the end of the article. What do you think? Mm. That was a lot. I mean, he was right about a lot. I think... Um, where do you... I, I can't tell if he's pointing the blame of capitalism or or that's just part of the problem. But he was hitting that a couple of times. He hit that mark a couple of times, and I'm like... He definitely has a beef with capitalism. I mean, yeah, you know, and it's like, well, you're an American. It's built on, and everybody <laughs> chases the dollar, you yeah. know. Now, knowing that, does it surprise me what just, you know, that collab? No. Probably doesn't surprise anybody. You know, she's itching to get that number one, be back in that top spot. And he was itching to get 
you know, you know, something. <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to get because he's been, you know, I think he's just been damned for a while. So he's trying to get like, let's see, I got a number one. Yeah. People still love me. The other side, they do cheat. So we don't really know what those numbers are. I I haven't seen a Trolls shirt yet, so. I haven't heard anybody play the record. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? And usually when you're doing those type of numbers, I'm going to walk outside now and see one down the street. Man, a lot of people <laughs> have been accused of chart manipulation over the last year, and this one feels like the most real version of chart manipulation that I've seen in the last yeah, year. Yeah, because it's either that or all those people that was out there protesting, them young folks, went back and actually went and bought that, you know, streamed it four or five times for for the sake of being a fan. And he's like, if you listen, you watch the people, they kind of tell you what they're into. During that month or so, ain't nobody was nah, <laughs> sitting at home. Everything that he stands for is outside <laughs> yeah, of what they it's were just, fighting for. Right, exactly. Even if it was just that moment you decide to go home and it's like, well, you know, I don't dislike them, whatever. It's just at that moment of time, you're saying they were able to get this much going on. You it's, know, it's why not, people are out there it's not in legit. thousands. and It just doesn't fit. It's, it's, it's not legit. It's yeah, not legit. and I know they do it, and they, we know it's a lot of, lot of fakeness, a lot of fakeness. Um, but... Man, they just, I mean, I'm glad he called them out, but it's just like, it's just what it's always been, and I don't think that part is going to change if it's going to make them reach their bottom line, even though the way it sounds, there was a lot of money spent, too. Yeah, I mean, it's... To get, to get that number one. Yeah, I mean, they, of, they had to kick out some paper to get it. I, and, and it's just, I mean, first off, just for them to pay to get Nikki on the record, it didn't come cheap, you know that? Right. Um, you know, but I'm, I'm thinking about this from another angle. A couple of angles, actually. The first one kind of starts with Nicki Minaj. And this is going to lead me to a deeper conversation that's going to piss a lot of people off later. I won't get into it now. But I just so happen to notice that people who are descendants of slavery in the United States or foundational black Americans, as they have been called by others, are people whose lineage traces back to the plantation. And I noticed that we deal with people like 6 9 and white supremacy in a different kind of way than people who have immigrated here or who are children of people who have recently immigrated here. Nicki Minaj's lineage goes back to Trinidad, I believe, and she's working with 6 9 who's completely hands-off when it comes to the black community. It's supposed to be. And then there's Akon. And Akon, yeah, who... That, that was... A, then I'm talking about a supremely bad look. And he's working with 6 9 and He's Senegalese, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and look, shout out to Akon, man. He's doing big things over on the continent, building his own city and cryptocurrency. But this one right here, bro, you owe the black community an apology because this guy is disrespectful to black people at the highest level. I mean, my man did a great job in the article of pointing out the fact that he is feeding the very system, he fed black people to the very system that is destroying us and has been destroying us since Joe Biden authored the crime bill. Yeah. And he's laughing about it. These are black lives that he destroyed while he was in the process of doing just as much wrong as they were doing. And he used the fact that he's closer to the complexion for the protection to stay out of harm's reach. 
Yeah, and he he was making money for someone. And he's making money for somebody. So when it comes to Nicki Minaj, she's out of bounds, you know? And I don't believe in cancel culture, but I do believe in not rocking with people until they get straight. And Nicki's out of bounds for working with this guy. I don't, And it's a thirsty move. Yes, I was about to say it's a thirsty move to to get validated again because she's, you know, been getting stepped on it's between trash. Megan and, and Cardi. So she's trying to make some noise at expense that she... Do you hold her accountable? Like, do you care? You know, I mean, do like do the fans like you know like they say they call them stands? I guess right. You know, so her fans are truly stands too. By the way, yeah, like they. The, I mean, her fans, her her group of fans might be the biggest group of bird brains on <laughs> on planet Earth. Like you should see them on Twitter, man. Like they're complete idiots. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like you you had after all everything six nine did, you had a a trolls streaming party. And you bought all the versions like a K-pop stand? Right. Like, that's crazy. And so, again, she got her fans. He has his. But none of them look like us. Well, exactly. And so, and I think to even put energy on getting her, you know, like, I'm going to say boycotted because obviously you couldn't do that because you're not really that type of fan. And right. so... Her fans ain't going to listen to you about boycotting her. Right. And the people who b- think the way we do, they're not messing with her anyway like that. Yeah, so sure. for for the reasons, especially now since of this situation. So it's kind of like she she's not like a cool enough target to push so much, you know? It's just it's amazing but not amazing that I get why the labels and... and um, you know, and YouTube and, you know, all, and Spotify, all these um, systems are trying to keep those people alive because that's how they make those, they make, you know, billions of streams from them. Right. So for them, it is about money and they don't care. Right. So you know? They, so that means that they probably should stop issuing statements about standing in solidarity. Yeah, just, just leave it alone. But again, that's money for them. So they have to say that, acting like, we didn't just see what you just did. What you just did. When you were just saying this. But that's what they do. It's like, you know, they hey, they'll say they're gonna change everything and you know, we're gonna revamp our whole way of doing business with black people and, and the way our, our our employees have been treated. Give it about six months. Yeah. Because when you know, I, I mean, because with the people who when you're looking at coalitions and you know, I'll touch on that a little later because it's funny because, like you said, they're they're issuing statements on the one hand how they stand in solidarity with us because that's good for business, right? But they're also at the same time supporting artists who do not deserve any support, such as six such as six nine, mm-hmm. because apparently for them that's good for business, and. So they stand for nothing so but they stand, the dollar. So they stand for nothing. And, and you know, some uh, one group of people who is who are conveniently missing from the picture is the Me Too movement. I don't see Me Too anywhere around right now. And in case you didn't know, just read it to you in the article, Takashi 69 pleaded guilty to... To the use of a child in a sexual performance after he posted a video of a 13-year-old black girl 
performing oral sex on one of his friends. Oh, it should have been Me Too all over the page. Not only that, later in the video, the girl is seen naked on Takashi's lap while his friend is fondling her breasts. Now, if that's not a Me Too moment, I don't know what is. And he and he pleaded guilty? Guilty to using... to to Because he sent the video out, so he pled guilty okay. to that. So wh what was the punishment for that crime? Apparently, nothing major. He seems to have a relationship with the government somehow because he keeps getting out of these jams. Wow. And he molested a girl with his friend wow. on camera. And... 10K Projects is still promoting him? Where is the Me Too movement now? Or are you only specializing in putting black men in jail? Because we haven't heard this. If this is not molestation, what is? What is? 13 years old. Well, they've barked for less. Come on, man. <laughs> so, so however you want to look at it, you have barked for less. And you've gotten people put in jail for much less. I mean... Robert Kelly is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. He's yeah. sitting in jail right now because he got yeah. popped for doing something he shouldn't have done. Yeah, and probably rightfully so, but that one's supposed to go too. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, they they tacked everybody. We don't have no problems with people going if they're supposed to go. Yeah. We got a problem when people don't go when they're, when supposed, they're supposed to, to go. go. And it's obvious. And it's obvious that this guy has no place within... Why is he being promoted at all after he's done something like this to a person. And why is Nicki Minaj, who's supposed to be... Now, Now this is where the story takes an even more interesting turn. When they posted the song on IG, they're like, they hashtag Black Lives Matter... She did. ...in the post. I believe it was her page. I yeah. forgot which one of their pages yeah, I was, it was looking hers. at. It was hers. Okay, yeah. so you hashtag Black Lives Matter in the post which is supposed to mean something for people who actually died, you know, like people whose lives are actually at risk. You hashtag Black Lives Matter to bring more attention to the post. The reason why you do it is because that the Black Lives Matter hashtag has been used over 20 million times on Instagram. So you know anybody who's following the hashtag, in case you might not know, you can follow hashtags on, on IG. So anybody who follows the hashtag will see the post of you in 6 9 on their feed. So you hashtag Black Lives Matter and then you put up some half-hearted statement about how you're going to donate half of the money. Oh, 20%. Oh, 20%. <laughs> even less to fighting some cause somewhere, <laughs> racial, I don't know, not helping black people, we know that for sure. So... Not only is she disrespectful for using those hashtags, she turns around and she works with somebody who is who is an admitted pedophile. What is wrong with Nicki Minaj is the real question. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's the desperate act. I mean, but damn. I know, I know, I know. Like, black girls are your fans, man. You don't care about them? The, one know. of them could have been the person that I he know. molested. You don't care? Uh, the number one is, is that, if it's that valuable to you, huh? you ain't made enough yet? You've been in the gym shooting by yourself for 15 years. You got on stage and told everybody how you were the dopest female rapper ever, even right. though you had no competition. Right. I mean, damn, you're playing one-on-one -on -one against yourself. You're supposed to win. Yep. I'm the queen. <laughs> There's nobody else in the kingdom. What are you talking about? Of course you are. Like, 
any there no female MC was able to get any sort of light or monetary support the entire time basically that she was rapping. Yeah. Not only that, you were introduced to the world through one of the most powerful systems at the time. Yeah. And most powerful rap clicks at the time. So you were actually supposed to do what you did. Now you are talented to a degree. Yeah. But I mean, we ain't working with no Lauren Hill here. Let's just be honest. No. So you got out here and, and talked crazy to everybody and told everybody who you were and what you were, but for some reason, the queen did not see fit to banish a pedophile from her kingdom, which is interesting. All for that number one. All for that number one. And then Doja Cat? Wow. I won't even get started on that one. Well, the thought... One came for the other, so it became a safety valve. You know, it's like she probably did the Doja Cat and was like, okay, this is gonna get me that. Well, I mean, it didn't. Somebody said, hey, how about this other guy? Well, she, I mean, well, she got one with Doja. She got yeah, number that's one. What, no, I meant, you know, it was, it was like, how about the other guy? Because <laughs> you know that becomes you got bigger. one, yeah. so yeah, you can get another one if you work with this yeah, guy. Yeah, and I think this, you know, she did both of them, meaning kind of like you know how that works. One at the same time, she did one project, did the other one. They both come out and like, oh shoot, I'm getting number ones everywhere. Worst, um, worst way to get a number now, one ever. Now, what if she was sitting here? What would you think she would say? She'd probably be in here talking shit, cause that's all she does on a radio show, popping off at the mouth, talking and crazy to everybody. Would she deny that he was a pedophile? Or was she? How you gonna deny it? Is this common knowledge? Uh, that, the other folks did what they did, or she didn't know. You didn't know Takashi 69 was a piece of shit? Well, he had to know that. You didn't know that he runs around and says, nigga, calls everybody nigga, even though he ain't black? You didn't know that? I'm pretty sure he used it. I didn't listen to your song, but I'm pretty sure he used the word on your song. Yeah, and she she definitely knows how to attack somebody about culture vulture. What was the girl's name? Um, the white girl that was rapping that she... Oh, Iggy. Oh, boy, she was attacking Iggy. <laughs> I mean, hey, and you know, rightfully so. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But I, but I, hey, but I, <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, it's but like, I'm like, okay, hey, you're going to attack her, and then you're going to do this. But you're going to let this one slide, though. So so that shows, I mean, that, that leads us to the question of what do you really stand for, right? Yeah. And I mean, listen, this guy, Takashi 69 oh, my God. This guy is such, this guy is, is such a piece of trash that, he tried to donate $200,000 to a foundation called No Kid Hungry. So these people specialize in feeding hungry children. They turned down the donation. They essentially said, we'd rather kids go hungry than for them to eat food that came from your dirty pockets. That's that, and that's and yeah, that gives them a golf clap. And, and we're gonna have to clap it up for them just a little bit because they seem to have more backbone than anybody in the music <laughs> business right now. They they were less, less <laughs> kids starved than they did to take his money. That's crazy. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty sharp. This is a hey, but you know, and again, man, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm just kind of lost the words because. I mean, everybody's the looking the other didn't way, man. The collab surprise me because of the thirst factor. I got to get this number one. I got to become top something. And they both needed each other. So that has happened historically a lot of times where you say, okay, why are you doing anything with this other person that 
could probably ruin your career. But you you find out it ain't about that. It's just more so than any time now. It's all about getting that number one, getting that number one spot, being talked about at any expense. You know, and so I just it, I mean, it's like almost you know what I'm saying. It's kind of like can you? It's the fans. <laughs> if we want to at to get at some folks. We got to reach out to them and well, say, what are you doing? Well, yeah, I mean, this, and this is, I think, a good example as to why anybody who has kids, and if you are young and you're listening to this show, hey, man, you got to really be careful who you allow to influence you because she, she, I mean, he basically hit the nail on the head when he said that the fans are allowing themselves not to have a moral compass and they're empowering the artists not to have one either. Right, because the fact that this man did what he did to that little girl and was involved in that—that's it, man. And you could be a fan and say that. That's hey, it. Nigga, you know, I love you, but really, but bro, that like, what are you? Nah, right. I can't rock with you. Right, and that—I think that is true. If the fan spoke up, then she, you know, again, immediately would probably make a move for change. She would have distanced herself or immediately herself if, the if fans they would say, "Yo, that's something. not a good move." She would have distanced herself. Now, the thing is, we don't even know that. There might have been a bunch of them that said that. You know what I'm saying? Well, there it's, were some people who were rumbling on Twitter like, yo, man, what, what is this? Like, what, Yeah, why well, I got talk- those, but I mean the, the stands, as they call well, it. Well, that's the thing. The stands are stands for a reason. Yeah. It's like blind allegiance. You can't, yeah, you can't talk any sense into a stand. <laughs> like Trump stands. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, they'll, they'll kill you over the people that they care about. Like, that's, it is what it is, you know? So... The stands, you're not going to be able to reach them. I mean, the most the most that we can really say in terms of a solution is you got to be careful who you allow mm. your kids to be influenced by. Yeah. And if, you, and if you're listening to this right now and, and you're a fan, nothing wrong with being a fan. Just be careful of how you allow yourself to be influenced because not all these people appear to be. They're not what they appear to be. Yeah. And, you know, however you want to cut this cake, man, out of bounds. Way. Out of bounds. Way man. out of bounds. And that and that's not just, you know, we talked about her a lot, but you know, we gotta also move up the food chain. 10K projects, man. Not a good look. Not a good look. They interview Lucian's son about it. He says, I'm not giving him a second chance. I'm just giving him an opportunity. So, like, what is this? Tomato, tomato? I yeah, mean, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> just a clever way of saying nothing. And you're right. And it's again, you're signing an artist and pumping a bunch of money into an artist who has no problem disrespecting the entire black community on a regular basis by running around and calling everybody niggas. And, you know, again, the hypocrisy. And on one hand, we stand with you, but we're willing to support somebody who disrespects you. Uh, you can't have it both ways. Right. So. Well, you, they, I guess you can in America. They'll try, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but the fans, the fans has to speak up, or the stands, or maybe fans of the label, you know, is saying, hey, you know, if there's enough of them to bark that was buying their products, maybe that makes a difference. But I think his fans or stands, you know, and hers, they're not. Go- if they are what they are, then, like you said, it's like talking to the door. And waiting for an answer. You just ain't going to get no answer convert. from them. You can't convert them. So it's almost like even wasting talking about them in a political way, it's just 
You know, it's like, again, talking to the door. It's just, it is what it is. We should check the label, and we should check some of them fans. Yeah. You know. The label is who empowers them at the end of the day. They gave him the money. So right. if, if they would have turned the water off on him, then he would have just been sitting there. Yeah. But, and it, but and the, he would have took the money and kept it. So they, you But know. the odd thing about it, though, is that he's going to end up just sitting there. Because yeah. he's chasing stats. And anytime he argue, argues with somebody, you'll notice that he's going to talk about how many views he got, right. how many streams he got. It's yeah. never about anything besides that. He's addicted to the attention. So I tell people all the time, the easiest way for you to get rid of people that you hate is just to not give them any light. Uh, Pay them no now attention. Now you know where I was going. But when you retweet <laughs> the videos, when you repost the videos, when you comment, you're feeding the monster. You're making him bigger. Mm-hmm. And I know it takes a lot of self-discipline to ignore that stuff because I, you know, I fed into it before myself. But I realized that that is the kryptonite. That's how you break them. And 10K Projects, they didn't factor in the fact that because they, we're in this space now where people feel like hip-hop is everybody's culture, but it's not. It's still black culture. And the way that you know that it's black culture is that if we ever decide to do something differently and hand it to others, they won't know where to go with it, and it's going to fall flat because we're the ones who push the envelope. We're the ones who innovate when we're doing things the right way. We're also the ones who are the bricks underneath any foundation of any artist. So Takashi 69 has no bricks under his foundation. He has a bunch of people, a bunch of others. His fan base is not black people. And eventually, he's going to fall flat because of that. Now, they probably don't understand that because they're just looking around and looking at data. They don't understand black people or yeah. black culture. And they don't care. They I mean, they inside, they, they, they act like they care. But I'm telling you, two years from now or three years from now, something else will surface. And they'll jump on it. Well, I'm not saying that they should care from an emotional standpoint. I don't care if they care or not. I right. think that they should they should care for themselves from a financial standpoint because you're going to give a guy a deal worth ten million. I don't know. It's probably ten million over a thousand years, but ten million dollars. And you don't understand that this guy is sinking like a rock right now in the ocean. Like he has no shot to be here much longer because he has no support from the black community. He's going to be a troll. I give him. 12 to 24 months. At the okay, most. so you give him 24, 12 to 24. Yeah, 12 to 24 months be- yeah. before he either fades to black because you, you got to understand as the conscious level of the black community continues to rise, people like Takashi become less and less Yeah, that's what I was getting, like like that song. And ain't nobody going to remember it. No. You, I mean, you, you know? got a number one with a bunch of fake streams. I mean, look what you had to do. You had to get the biggest machines involved and the biggest stand bases involved in order to manufacture this a moment. One, it took right. everything you had to manufacture and it, this. Can and you nobody do that? cares. The only ones that's jumping up and down is them. Can you do that for 24 more months? Are you even, are you set up that way to no. be able to spend that much money to do this over no. and over again? No. And even if you can, you still can't manufacture people caring. But I guess you got, don't you have like shock artists? You know, like shock jocks, like, you know, you were just talking about. Right. I guess you can have shock artists. They just gonna always do the anti-whatever. And did we have shock artists prior to this internet era? Not like this. Because it used to take real money, yeah, right? Yeah, like exactly. You... And then labels like, eh, I'm not going to spend that much money for people that, you know, say they hate, you know, hate you. You know, you might have had some uh, Marilyn Mansons and, 
you know, and all that. But they really left theirs to the art. Right, because you yeah. still had beautiful people. Like they still had yeah. the those records yeah. that were. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you, they had they. It was about the music, and it, the, even though they art might have been dark and anti-culture, it's still you know. And what's the name? I guess Billy Eilish. Eilish is anti-culture. You know, it's kind of like not shocked though. But not shocked. Um, very few. If it's not thinking about it, not really. Not like this where. Where it's really like across the board, you know, it's not just the music. It's just people love to hate you. So, but um, America makes money. They have done that with, you know, like sports figures and, you know, and actors. And so, you know, there is some money to be had on the people you love to hate. So, I guess we could, we could say though that the, introduction of the internet into the music business which lowered the bar for access right right because you could be somebody like this guy and be sitting in your bedroom coming up with crazy ideas to get views right to get views and with no cost associated with whereas before i mean everything costs right like time in the studio costs everything Mm -hmm. everything had your words couldn't be heard that quickly by so many so you had to go through market and market right to repeat what he said in 10 seconds on, you know, Instagram and Twitter. That's interesting. You know, and so that made everything, it changed, it definitely changed the bar. And I, I, I think the results are the same in the end, but America does that. And I think they will always try, somebody's going to always, because of the money, they're going to champion behind some of those people. Right. Because there's money behind it. Right. Well, I, I'm, you know, I'm proud of our community, man, because I didn't see a lot of people talking about this record. No. And they, and they tried to get people to pick up on it, but I didn't see people reposting it. I didn't see people commenting on it. It's almost like collectively the community turned their back. And I was proud to see that, man. I mean, now some of these outlets who continue to post 6 9 I'm not a fan. And you know who you are. You, you're posting 6 9 and you're asking questions. Oh, 6ix9ine wants to remix Many Men by 50 Cent. What do you think? That's clickbait, man. You're putting up a controversial figure and you're asking a question, which are the two... those That is the left and the right hand punch when it comes to getting engagement on social media. So, And you're doing it all to get clicks. And again... And I, I mean, some people are in the business for that. And, you know, I, that's why I, I, I question... I question their motives, meaning the artists, when they're doing this, because I I don't think they care about the repercussions of what they're doing, meaning, like in this case, Nikki. You know, I think she'll get older and probably going to regret it, you know. She might. And, and you know, and, it, and it'd be one of those things you hear about 20 years later when she's on the mic somewhere talking about, yeah, well, there's a few things I did that I regretted. And then, some, you know, because for that moment, you just want to get paid. And, you know, I even seen 50 Cent, you know, he trolls just to troll. Right. Because he knows if I say the opposite of something, everybody going to jump on it. Right. Um, Kanye's like that. Even though Kanye might have some issues, might not. But he knows how to move a needle. Right. So he'll say stuff so that attention goes there. 
But that's all it is. It's not even a real thought. It's not like this is what I really believe. Yeah, I mean, for some of these people, it's just a game. Right. That's a better word for it. That's it's it. It's a game. And I think it's a game for her because in the end, you know, I don't even think she ever really said anything that she, that you knew where she was coming from. You know, it was always the character. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know? Not really known for that. Right. We don't know, you know. How do you feel about anything? <laughs> you know, we know how Nicki Minaj feels. <laughs> but how do you, I don't even know her real name, but it's just how do you feel? What what is really going through your head when all this is going on? You know, and I just think some of them play that game. And I think I think it's just for her. It's like, well, you know, nobody knows how I really feel. Nobody's paying my bills. So, you know, I'll do what I want to do, say what I want to say. Yeah. There's a lot of that. I like know. to see if they stands go away. No, never. <laughs> the, the stands don't go away until... They grow older. They grow older or they're such a... A pushback from common society, like other common people, yeah, to where they shame them into not being able to claim them anymore. That's the yeah, only yeah, thing because I was supposed to get at people start shaming. Well, that's why I was going after the fans again, or saying maybe I won't say fans, but the public shaming the fans. Yeah. So after a while, they the fan doesn't or the stand doesn't like that. So then, you know, they quickly be like, no, not me. I didn't say that. Oh, no, I'm not watching her because I've watched my son go through that, mm-hmm. you know, peer pressure. If everybody moves over to the left and go, you listening to Nikki and 6 9 No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was just on. It was I, on autoplay. Yeah. I didn't even... <laughs> so I think, I think the public has to do that if it's anything even worth doing for those two. Well, I think it for, for the sake of our culture, Going forward, we have to police our culture more closely because for Nikki. But, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. But to police it, if it was, if we had control over it, if you want to even say it's our culture at this point, mm-hmm. the record they made really isn't. But they're claiming to be. You know what I'm saying? It's like that label that they have, all that shit is. You're not really. It's the gentrified it's, version. Exactly. Of and right. So, so, you know, we can't control them for doing that. Like he said, oh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's not a second chance. It's just an opportunity. It's not a second chance. It's just a second chance. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, why give it to him at all? Like, you could have easily said, like everybody else, and they probably would have gave you more clout. You would have definitely had more clout. Yeah, you could have said, you know, he's he needs to grow up some. He, you know, we can't. Yeah, we don't support that. Kind we can't of support that because place. we have other artists and other. You know, it's just a, it's a lot of things he could have said. But that's but he what didn't. happens when you don't respect black people, right? Because no, if, if, sure. if you respect black people, you would say and respect the culture. Even if you didn't, the culture, you even say, if you didn't respect black people, which is hard to do if you're respecting the, you cu- know, the you, culture. You can't respect the culture <laughs> and not respect black people. But you it, can like the culture yeah. and not respect black people because exactly. everybody seems to like the culture. <laughs> As long as it doesn't come with us attached but, to it. But if you're gonna, but uh, yeah, you but just that's have to say something to. to but I'm okay that. with it. I'm glad. I'm glad the fact. I'm glad that they did what they felt like was right, and that was to continue to support a guy like that. And I hope that black artists will empower themselves to the point to where they don't have to sign with labels like that going forward. Right. Because that, those labels care nothing about you, man, at all. And look, sometimes you got to go get your bag. I understand it, but. If you're at the point where labels are calling, there's usually more than one. 
So yeah. you'll you'll have your pick to be able to get your bag where you want to get it from. And you don't have to take it from people who are blatantly disrespectful. At least they might be smart enough to be disrespectful behind closed doors. Um, I don't. Again, like you said, like the version of hip hop that or rap or whatever you want to call it that Takashi does is not our culture. Right. It's like this weird mutant that came out of our culture. <laughs> but you know, it's it's. So yeah, you're right. We're not gonna police that because that's not ours to police. Right. It's not even what we do. But I just think that, you know, the the end goal for me is to see us own and control all aspects of our culture going forward. Right. Because if we can do that, that will allow us to be able to choose where we want to go if we want to go somewhere, and it will give you all the options that you need that are on the table. Because right now the problem is that. If you don't build anything, you don't build fan bases, you don't work on your craft, you don't work on your fan base, you don't work on your show and pushing the limits of your music, you're going to be in a very bad spot going forward in this music business because the record labels are not signing. They're not going out and discovering new talent. No. It's I all mean, by numbers, man. It's all numbers, man. And, and the numbers are not even real numbers because you can be an artist earning six figures a year off of your music and still not be to the label's liking for one reason or another. Now, money-wise, numbers-wise, you're actually a perfect fit for them because you probably make more money than a lot of their bum acts who are sitting on a label who need to get dropped. But because they've hired an idiot or multiple idiots who put other things in front of music and data that makes sense that's in front of them, you're going to be out there waiting to get picked up and you won't be. And that's why it's important. Like, now is such a good time for artists because, yes, it's going to be harder, but, God, man, if you can get it right and you figure it out, you can run the table. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I think um, I think there's, there's always labels out there that thinking of revising their labels as we just saw what was that was last week or two weeks ago when they yeah. said doing the blackout. They just had a panel too where they, they had a bunch of people talk about whether or not they should drop the name black from the urban music department. So I don't even know why it's a debate. Oh, you mean I, drop urban from... Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Drop the word urban yeah. and add the word black to their music right. department. <laughs> Whatever. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, but if they're engaging like that, that is the time to wave your hand up in the, you know, and say, hey, how about this? Right. You know, yeah, the name, whatever. But if you're really trying to make change, let's really get down to this right now. I think the name is important, though. Well, I think it is, but again, not if you're going to put 6 9 in that category. Well, well see, I, and that's the thing, though. You that's why what? I think the name is important, because the name automatically makes those things that are not right stick out more like a sore thumb. Like I was saying before, if you have a black music department and it's called but, black but, but music. But they, 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 they've done it before. But, but now is the time because everybody is so concentrated and focused on, there, there's a collective push to try to change some things. Right. If you're, if you're sitting in a seat that heads up a black music department and you're not black, that's, got, that's not going to be a good look right. around these right. times. Right. But if you're sitting in an urban music department, then it, then it's a lot easier. I mean, right. what do you mean? I'm urban. You're urban. I grew up in the city, right? That's urban, right? But if it's black, hey, hey, you're not black though. So why are you in charge of the black music department and all these black people? I see where you're going. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then if six if six nine shows up, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Oh, we gotta send you down the hall. Yeah, you gotta go down the hall to gentrify <laughs> rap department. Right? And you can't keep you can't keep sliding artists that ain't R and B into our categories if we start to restamp things. Yeah. So that to me, defining what that that label is is a good way to be able to spot. You say it's a good thumbs. start. Yeah, yeah. It's just a good it's a good okay. start. Okay. I, I didn't look at it like that. You start from there and then work work yourself in. But yeah, you're right. It's gonna take real action though. Yeah. And to, and to really fix the problem. Right. And you gotta find, you know, the executives that fit the role. Um, because you've been grooming them to be urban. Let's just put it that way then. So now you've groomed all these artists, I mean, all these executives to deal with this label as urban. You know, do they even know at this point, you know, how to run a black label? No. It's like... When's the last time they saw one? Exactly. <laughs> so that's an issue. Like, where do you get it from? Like, you have to... Bring out an old head somewhere, or do you? I, well, I think so, to yeah. a degree. I mean, because if you think about it, when you look at these coalitions that they're starting to put together, they have a couple flaws. The first one is that they have these coalitions, um, and they have white people on them. And I got to be honest, that's not going to work, because black empowerment is not a racial team sport. Right. When you need to get power, you take it, and you let everybody else adjust. You don't get power by asking for permission. So, No, I guess they're on the panel to reflect... They're, you know, in other words, you saying, "Hey, this is what should happen," and they say, "Well, this could happen." And they don't, oh, I don't need know to be why on the panel for that. <laughs> They don't need to be on the panel because they're the ones going to be having allowed that to happen. Like they're not going to let you on the Jewish panel. No. So why are they on your panel? No. Well, unless it was something between the two of us. But That's they, a, you know are, what I'm are, saying. Are there any black people on any Jewish panels anywhere? Uh, because there's nothing between the two of us. It is if it's a beef between the two of us. In other words, like say I. I work for your company, and it's a Jewish company, and I'm saying, hey, black folks need to be taken care of a little bit better. Then you would have, you would have to have me on the panel. I mean, would you? You can't. I think they would probably <laughs> consult with you, but they're not going to put you on the panel. No, but I'm at the panel to talk about it. Are you talking about kind of like a board? About, no, it's like a board. Oh, okay, like yeah. a board. Well, that's different. Yeah, yeah. Like, see, it's, I was it's saying a, the panel is. Yeah, you know, you yeah. Okay, so panel to discuss. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course, yeah. anybody yeah. could be sitting there. But right. I'm talking about like they're putting together coalitions that are like multicultural, and they're thinking that this is going to get them what they want. And I, and the the problem is that you start off looking for somebody outside your community to give you permission right. to get the power. And they, they, and they didn't even do that when they started the other labels. I they, mean, we, they just they they found they found a leader. They gave you a budget. And say, go do what you do. When it's time to take power, man, you just take it. When it's time to do something, you yeah. just, well, do, you just it. do it. You don't just ask. do it. Well, you'd be like Barry Gordy, right? You just do the label. You just, you just do yeah, it, man. Yeah, you didn't ask nobody. You didn't ask for permission. You Can't, let everybody else adjust. Yeah, and and there's enough money around to do that. But they will, they would have to get together and want to do it. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like the problem, the the two problems that they have right now are that one, the 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 boards or coalitions are multicultural, not going to work. Number two, the problem is that a lot of people who are on the boards who are black are part of the problem. I've looked at the list and the roster of these boards, and these these are people who I've run head up against right. in the business and who have been participating in these ridiculous hierarchies where if you're not like them, they won't help you move up or do business with you. So right. it's just, it's just going to end up turning into more of the same unless they well, reach well, That's outside. what I was getting at. You have to reach on the outside, and you have to... Or you have those some of those same people have to put their money where their mouth is, and they don't want to ever do that. 
So that's why they end up bringing others in because they really don't want to put their money. Because if you think about it, if they were putting their money up, you're right. It wouldn't be no others on the board. It'd be, hey, this is what I'm going to do with you. Yeah. You know, this is what Dre going to do with Puffy or Dre going to do with... We just going to make not, these moves. We just going to make these moves. Yeah, it's going to be what it's going to be. We don't need the other I ones. I don't need run. no panel or no board <laughs> no. or no uh, coalition to make this happen. We just, no. I'm just going to connect with my just, man. Just make And just make it happen. He got some money. I got some money. Here's what right. we're going to do. Right. I mean, and, and the problem is, you know, we're witnessing it firsthand. I mean, we were on a conference call recently with a publisher who happens to be one of the people who are talking about revamping things and fixing things. And their staff was embarrassing at best from top to bottom. And I'm like, this is so you're going to be the leader for, for change for black people? Y'all can't even, you can't even figure out what you're doing amongst yourselves and you're supposed to help lead us to freedom? It's not going to work. That's the problem. That's the problem. The first thing that they start doing is they they go around to all the executives and try to get them to join this coalition or this board, basically. And and now they're like, we're going to go around and talk to all the executives about how you need to be better. And it's just like, that's that's not how this works. That's almost like the police thing, right? We're going to retrain them. We're going to retrain. No. We're going to retrain a killer. This works. I'm going to retrain the killer, and then he won't be a killer anymore. He won't be a killer, right? We'll put him through a 12-hour training class, and everything will be great. And that's just not how Over this works. Over the weekend. Over the weekend. <laughs> and, and again, this isn't how you get power, man. You get power by seizing it. You don't ask permission. You take action and let everybody else adjust. So right. And they will. And they will adjust. They will adjust. It's nothing. I think the other part is might be some fear. It's all fear-based. And, and all you have to do is just do it. And, it, and just like any other company, they want a piece of it, they'll... Throw some money at you, say, hey, can we buy a piece? And you say no or yeah, or whatever the control is you need to have if you feel like you need to do that. But it's nothing wrong with doing it. And I don't know why they haven't done it. I don't know why they're having a panel, like you said, or a board with others when you could come together and just do it. It's way too much money, and it doesn't even take that much money to start a label today. It, man, come it on. really is just IQ. The the way to actually do it, and this is this might be something for us to discuss deeper. Yeah. Because I, I we talk a lot about problems, but I tell people even in my other business that I I run, yeah, do I have not solution. do not approach me with a problem without the solution. Right. We can talk about the problem all day, but do not bring me a problem without the solution. So what's the solution? The solution is that you are going to have to work together if you're black with other black people who are talented. You're going to have to trust each other. And there's enough talented black people who specialize in video, in marketing, oh, in yeah. sales, in promotion, in a yeah. and and management, that 15 of us could come together easily and we would all head up our respective departments. Mm-hmm. We're great at a and and management and seeking talent and developing it. We'll take care of that side. This other person is great at marketing. Not our strong point, so we're going to put that person, they're going to head up that side. Mm-hmm. And instead of us charging each other, what we'll say is, okay, we'll all contribute X amount of dollars to this pot for the company. But what we'll do is we'll use our skill sets and leverage our skill sets to be able to get our artists off the ground. It'll be the A&R and manager's job to, to seek out the talent, the songwriters, the producers to get the product ready. It'll then move to the marketing people who will get those things in rotation, get them looks, start to get them buzzing, and slash help them get shows. You got your publicity people who will help as well. And now everybody's contributing their part, and then now we all own an equal part of the company. 
And well, that's a complex and good idea for some. But I think the one that has to fight, because you still got to fight a little out there, and you need money to fight. Well, that's why I said everybody contributes X amount of dollars. Yeah, so yeah. now but, the company has And finance. I get that. And I get that. And I was saying that's kind of like a, a com- community bank or a community situation. But we don't really have to do that. It's really money out there. And they, they, they know who they are, that just two of them could come together. Just two of them. Just two of them. Say, hey, I'm going to put in 50. You put in 50 mil. Sure. And we got all the right people. In a year's time, in a year or two, we definitely going to make that Everybody could be out of the major system in a year. If, if, if you had two people who came together, two. let's just, let's and, just say... And, and it wouldn't even affect anything with them. As a matter of fact, no. if they lose, it could help them. Yeah, I mean, you create a $50 million company between... Like, like, we just talk about our, our three-headed dragon, right? Dre, yeah. Puff, and Jay-Z. Right. Y'all come together, start a company, and hire good people who Experts. know what they're doing. Experts. And they out there. You pull all of your good people out of the major label system. You put them in your system. What are they going to do to stop you? And as soon as these artists are done with their contracts, they come straight to your, to your label. Now yeah. you got everybody. Now you got the whole culture and you're taking care of them the right way. There, that's See, that's the way to do it if you can convince the dragons to move together in right. the interest of the community. Right. But I'm the kind of, kind of guy where I understand that <laughs> I don't need the dragons to be able to move. I no. can figure out how to move on my own. And to me, at the end of the day, yeah, you need some financing. You know, but, and, and, and this is what I was getting at about the financing because there's those cheat codes that we were just talking about with the Nikki and them. Some of them you have you have to be have enough power to fight against that because they're going to use those to suffocate your little label, right? And so you need Big Brother. They got Big Brother, which is most of them are publicly traded, right? So they got Big Brother. Oh, then you know the money going to keep funneling in for a minute. So if they would have lost with that Nikki and, and um, Six Nine, they still would have kept going. Probably yeah. would have threw more money at it. Well, yeah, I, I think it depends on the path you're going to take because if you're saying, look, I'm not looking to be 100% independent forever. I understand that I'm going to need a bigger partner, but I'm not going to give them a controlling interest and I'm going to make them basically a financial partner in exchange for some money and support. Right. Right? That's where I feel like you bringing in the multi-skill set team who has their own money right. is, is the move because if my publicity person is here, my marketing person is here, but we those people, artists. man, those people are so scared. I, I, you know, I've tried that similar thing before, and I realized how fearful. Even though people work for a company, and they great at what they do, when it comes to putting their own money down with it, the music business scares them. They would rather put it in a nail nail salon. Or <laughs> no, I mean, hey, but somebody out there got to be willing to do it. If we're talking about a label with somebody should do it, somebody is willing to do it. If we're talking about <laughs> a label that would have, let's say, 10 specialists on it who who own the label equally at $3,000 a pop, I know you can pull it off. I can't believe that because we raised 51000 in this very building from regular people who didn't, who bought a property out of state they, they still haven't seen and flipped it for $20,000 cash. I I know that it can be done. But, but that's what I was going to get at. Real estate is one of those other things. Nah, it's it's be, Look, the reason why we were able to do it is yes, there was a tangible asset tied to it, but it was because they believed in the vision. They believed in themselves. 
Yeah. So, so they, what they you telling me they, we they don't have they 10 sell? black people that believe in themselves they, in the they, business? Man. 10? You don't feel you don't think you got 10 that feel like they skill set and a little bit of change put together, they can't work together and make something happen? Not for the music business. Wow. I really, if, if that happened, I'll be like applauding you and everybody in that room. Like that's that's incredible. It is really hard to do. Ten. It's really hard to do. Uh, she, five. <laughs> wow. You know, and you know, we had a similar situation, and those people didn't even have to put money in. We had the infrastructure. So you're right. Skillful people will show up. You know, skillful people putting in their money is something else. But skillful people, for because some of them will say, hey, I don't have the money, but I believe in it, and I got the skill, and I will help you. I'll work on it for a year because I got, you know. And those, I'll take that too. Yes, and those people become valuable as well. And and those people are out there because they they'll see the vision and be able to they help. Just you got get a moonlight for the label. Exactly. And 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 I and we've had we had a play, um, Y Entertainment. We had that up in the Bay, and it, a lot of great people. A lot of great people worked there. I was just, I mean, they were just all believing in the cause. You know, just like, hey, we gonna get this distribution company. We gonna get this manufacturing company. They believed in it. We all believed in it, and they worked. Harder, I think they did when they were working at some of the labels they were at. Right. You know, because they really wanted to see it. So you were right about that. I do, and you know, I didn't want to make it make you think that it wasn't ten people out there that would had the skills that would come together. But it's hard because it's got a stigma. See, real estate don't have that type of stigma as the music business because it's like I don't really know how it ticks anymore. Because you know, there's still people out there thinking like. They're still a music business. They don't realize they're making more money than they did before. They really think, you know, the pub, the general public thinks they took a hit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm talking about ten people who work in the business. That's why. But you have to get them off these big salaries. Well, no, that's 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 what well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, ideally, what they would do is they would work their nine to five, right, and come and work. they would moonlight for the label. Boy, as soon as they get their new contract, they'd be like, no working outside. I mean, hey, it, it could it could happen. You might have to do it under a ghost name or something. But I mean, really, but it can be done. It can be done, and you yeah. can't afford not to. You know, if we're yeah. being honest, when it comes down to executives and artists, the we all in the same boat. Yeah. You cannot afford not to do this because it's you know it reminds me of just like we were just talking about the community side of doing things, but it's not a lot of community banks with black folks. No, there's not. But that, but that, that's and, and the, but the money's there. But that's like the okay. money is probably in each community to do that, and it's just not. It's there, there but it, because nobody's harnessed the vision yet. And the person who harnesses the vision and can get people to believe because they can show them that they're trustworthy will be the person who can fix it. You know, at, at some point there was no America, but somebody had a vision of I'm gonna go over here and start something. Yeah, and they did for better or for worse. Yeah, but regardless, they and this, started. Something. And this is something you're not starting off from nothing. Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying yeah. to like go Every... out in the desert and build civilization. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying get you twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars to put into the pot for the company. So that way, if the if we, there's something that comes up that we need to handle, we got the financing to do it. And it's three thousand that you ain't gonna miss. You end up blowing it on something stupid anyway this year, mm -hmm. and then. Now you're using the collective skill sets of everybody who's on, who's an owner in the company. Like not only do you have a little bit of money in it, so you got skin in the game, but now you have you have incentive because you own, like you own a piece of this. You don't just work here. So your artists, who we're all when we get behind an artist and we push that artist, 
man, we gotta we would work endlessly to make that artist successful because look what happens to all of us if they if they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how do you have another LaFace if you don't start figuring these these plays out right now? Because that to me, that's the only thing I'm focused on is I'm solutions driven. Like, I know we got a problem. We all know we got a problem, but how are we going to fix it? And the fixing is always being black people working together. Yeah, I think if, even if they put in the money, didn't, if you can get 10 great minds together, maybe as they're doing what they're doing, somebody, like you said, somebody comes in of the bigger seed who's really ain't doing nothing with their money and can see that vision and want to see it through. Um, because you still got to fight out there. You know, it's like we all come together and we got our little swords, but we ain't got no nuclear warheads. Right. You know, and, and, and you know, it's like a lot of small countries who we give a couple of nuclear heads to. Now they like, yeah, you know. Right. You need that little yeah in this business because they're vicious out there. They see you coming and will go out their way to get doors closed. Sure. And 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 money gets you around that. So what do you do? Do you not move until you have money? No, no, no. You 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 get the people. You know, like you said, if you get the people, if you get the, if you could get ten minds, like you said, um, experts or or a a list people together, and they could come together and make something like that happen, then I think something. I think others would show up. If you you showed any sign of success, I think somebody would show up, and, and 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 I think that's just the main thing. But somebody would have to show up because I think they would get they would get suffocated out there. Because a lot of there was been other good labels over history that black folks had, and they got too good in some places. You know, this is when you had really like markets. So you like your East Coast label and mm-hmm. someone's West Coast, and somebody in the Midwest had a label. And some of them end up like Black Wall Street. You know, it's just somebody comes in and burns up their studio and right. took all their masters, which is very important. Right. You know, but and now that, all our masters are in the cloud. So we ain't yeah, exactly. About that. Exactly. We, we can cloud it up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and don't tell nobody what cloud you're on. But, uh, uh, they, but they out there. And as we know, they probably still out there. Well, what we I think what we those people are still out there, and you have to really be able to protect your assets as well. I think that you made a good point because you know one one of the guys that I listen to in our community who's like on the pulse of where things are going is he said the one thing that Black Wall Street, the one mistake that they made was they built the bank, they built the feed no store, they built the the general store, but they did not build the gun store. Right, and you have to be able to protect every you know what you're building or what's the point in building it. But I think that we also have to know that. Always and forever, as long as black people exist on this planet, there's going to be somebody of a lighter shade trying to stop us from doing what we're doing. Right. And when you accept that, then it just becomes another day at the office, you know. But it it, it should at no point discourage you or stop you from building. No. You, know, you should be building around the clock no matter what. And that's why, for me, not doing this, not figuring this out, it, to me, is, is a crime, right? Because we come from people who made it through hundreds of years of back-breaking labor and threats on their lives and then sharecropping and then Jim Crow and we sitting here saying that we can't do something because we ain't got enough paper? No. I, we shouldn't be able to... We shouldn't have to say that. But 
how are we there when we do have that many billionaires and millionaires? But I, I think I think the thing that we're that we're how are we there? Well, I think the part of the thing that we're making a mistake in is we're looking at those people, and you know, this is no disrespect, but this is a common theme that I can prove. A lot of the people who have been allowed allowed, I say, to make this kind of money have been allowed because they've been vetted before the race has even started. They knew that these people were not going to disrupt the system as a whole because they knew what kind of threat that they could pose. Now, some of them might have gotten vetted early. They can probably turn coat now and do the, and do whatever mm -hmm. they want, but I think that there's allegiance. There's allegiances, and then there's also threats. So, right. And those are very real. And I think for us, it's better for us to move first as people as because when you look at what happened with athletes, a lot of them were quiet initially on George Floyd. Nobody wanted to really say anything. A lot of these artists are still quiet because they just they first off they don't stand for anything, so they have nothing to say. No. But you notice as the people started raging and we started burning stuff, throwing Molotov cocktails and breaking windows, all of a sudden it woke a lot of those people in the ivory towers up. They woke up and came down from those towers, got off of their high horses, and started speaking up. And that's what happens in any situation because the people are who lead the revolution, not the celebrities, not the politicians. The right. people spark it. It's that critical mass of people. And when you get that critical mass, everybody else comes after. So we are the critical mass. We're on the ground level. Yeah, does, does it kind of suck that the critical mass... Is the are the people who have the less and least amount of resources? Absolutely, it's it's terrible. The people with the more the most resources should be leading the charge, but they never have. So, once you accept that as a reality, you know I think that we have no choice but to move forward. And I don't know, maybe you know you've been around a block more times than me, but I just don't see a way out of any of our scenarios that doesn't involve us building together. Oh, that is true. I was just saying. <laughs> you can get there. <laughs> I know you've seen a lot of knuckleheads, man, and I and so have I. So I understand. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like, man, come on. This is it's for the cause. Can you just can we just come together for a minute? Can you act right? Yeah, can you act right till we can get to this finish line? This finish line. There's gonna be several others after that too. But this race, we want to get to this finish line. And it's just been incredibly hard to do. Is it impossible? By no means. Actually, is relatively simple, you know, because all the resources, even we're not talking about money, but just the resources of getting any of this done is at your fingertips. Yeah, you know, I mean, we, literally, you we know that because we're dealing with a kid now, and everything is remote, and they're moving that ship. Yeah, he was able to sign a record deal without ever meeting the people that he signed make a record, to. make a record on the radio. <laughs> Just do all that. All from his house. All from the house. So we have all these re marketing, everything, television, everything. all sitting on the computer. So, yes, it can definitely be done. It's just the mindset of what you were saying and and to feel like you need to and you want to. Yeah. You know, and and that's the hardest part of it. But yeah. that's always been the hardest part of it. It wasn't even like like I was saying. It's not even that you don't need the money. It's just like the money is there. The money is there even if we didn't talk about the top tier. Yeah. Like you said, if just 10 people came together. Amongst the, the community, yeah. yeah, it's there. Yeah. yeah. So it's there. It's just, you know, 
the the want to to fight to that finish line for that for that cause. And entertainment, I found out later, unlike real estate or you know or stocks or just all kind of stuff. It's one of the lowest things on the totem pole, even for banks. You know, yeah. you, they'll invest in a whole bunch of stuff. That that plastic cup with that drink in it, like okay, you say music business. Well, yeah, because there's just no, there's 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 no, there's no real exit, clear exit once you <laughs> right. invest your money. Part of it is faith. A lot of it is. Yeah, and it's they, and but that's where somebody like Spotify comes in because they take the guesswork out of it. Yeah. Because they they found a way to quantify things in a very easy way to read on a spreadsheet. X amount of these streams X equals this much, and we average this many streams. So right. if you invest this much with us, here's how much you get. But it's intellectual, and you're right about that, but it's intellectual property. They just got it more down to an algorithm. But I think still it's um, you're dealing with intellectual property, and that means somebody has to interpret that. Yeah, so I mean, you're only as good as your product, I right, guess. Right, right, and 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 so they would have to believe you could make that happen, and and they know they if you didn't make this happen for a house, they just get the house from you and get somebody else to do it. Right. You know, you sign a couple of acts, they they won't go sour. Can I just go get somebody else? Money to goes up in smoke. Yeah, hey, money goes <laughs> up in smoking the stock market every day. So, right, right. So it's, it's that type of thing. So they. They just—it's just the fear of it. It's just the fear of it. Well, hey, man, that's—that's a—you know—I'm I'm glad we ended up leading to this point. So I think that this is a good place to, to drop off, and I think this is a good place to start up, on our next episode is to start talking solutions. Right. You know, we we got, man, I could roll out one of them, Moses Ten Commandment type <laughs> scrolls or something, to talk about the problems that we have. But I think we focus on negative too much as humans and let's start talking solutions and right um i kind of want to get into a rookie play and that will too. help yeah that's what i was going to say it's something that i think you saying what you said actually could give somebody an idea yeah you know because that's the other reason you started the show anyway is to, to educate to educate and give yeah. people say hey if you want to start something you can do it and it and you're exactly right you can do it i mean you got two solid people sitting right here yeah this is this you can start with us and we're I mean, look, man, you know, out of the last four years, we've been to the Grammys, what, two times? Yeah. So, I mean, you got two solid people here that are doing things. Yeah. This is a good start. And that's, and that's just recently. That's just recently. I've I mean, been there, you know, many moons ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> I had went somewhere, I got tired. <laughs> See? Look, humble brag over there. Uh, but, hey, look, we said we couldn't, we like, do. Is, are there people? You tell me. We got two to start, right? right. So let's let's focus on solutions and i also want to get into a rookie playbook because i want to start to educate people on how to build a team you know yeah. when you're when you're starting out as an artist or even as an executive i want to talk about who you need on your team what role they play right and where to find these people and when you need to hire them i like that so that way we can actually help educate you and you don't have to spend a bunch of money on these these programs that uh you know they can teach you some things some textbook things but it's nothing like getting out here and, and getting it from people who are doing it every day so uh, man, that's all I got for episode three, man. You got anything else? No. All right, man. Well, we getting up out of here. Uh, this is the Mad Manager Show, the place where we love music. We love the business of music, but we hate the music business. We out. Out. I know somebody going.